I'm like out of breath from <laughs> from your anthropology blanket run. Oh goodness, Shan, I'm so excited for you to have this new blanket in your new apartment. Thank you. Okay. Awesome. Well, Shannon, um, hope you're having a beautiful day. Clearly you are. You have a new blanket from Anthropology, so that's exciting. <laughs> Today we're going to be wading into some deeper waters as we dive into the heart of human dignity. Very cool. I was thinking before this episode, what is my favorite part of human dignity? Can you guess what it is, Julie? Oh my gosh. Um, no, I have no idea. That we're not, I don't know, that we're not your little turtle nugs. I don't know. What's your favorite part about human dignity? I feel like it's one of those very few things in life that requires no effort and you can't lose it because there are just so many things like all those bobby pins that I've lost throughout the years. No idea what they are. Ask me to clean the kitchen. Way too much effort. But human dignity I can do human dignity. It requires no effort. I'm not going to lose it. It's like my perfect accessory. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And more than a perfect accessory, it's like the heart of who you are. You are a beautiful human being with inherent dignity and worth. So there you go. I hope you don't lose that. Gosh. I love it. Beautiful. beautiful. (laughs) No, but um, on a serious note, I feel like human dignity is one of those topics that definitely pulls you outside of yourself and inspires you to look outside of yourself. But it also calls you to be introspective and reflect. And it seems so grand and indefinable in some way, but it's really quite simple. But yeah, I'm like super excited to talk about this today. Yeah, me too. Me too. And, and I love what you're saying, you know, it's, it's always there. But it is tough, right? It seems like something that should be so simple, human dignity. And yet, I think we really are still struggling to recognize what that truly means. And I think we're really seeing that a lot today. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it's great to try to figure it out together, you know? To be honest, when I think about it, I don't think I really got a lesson on human dignity until I was in college. I can't remember it being a conversation growing up. I can't remember having a chat on the couch about it. And the funny thing is, I feel like I didn't even truly grasp it in classes. Like when we were talking about it in philosophy or theology or my nursing courses, it was that girl talk, my freshman year, my first ever girl talk, that I remember seeing human dignity celebrated. And I remember mm-hmm. us talking about it, like a room filled with 60 women trying to like grapple with what is this thing called human dignity. And, you know, I wish I understood that sooner. Like I really reflect back and think how would my life be different if I understood my worth, my dignity, my value sooner. And I also like, it beats me up. Like I wish everybody had some type Mm. of outlet to talk about this or figure it out. Just like so many of these other topics that we're talking about in the podcast, but especially human dignity. But I'm very excited for our guest speaker today because I think that she will be great at helping us define what human dignity is. And I think she'll also help us really understand, like, why does it matter? You know? Yes, I love that. I love that. So let's have that conversation on the couch. 
I am so excited to introduce today's Love Girl Talk guest, Victoria Turner. Victoria is a Girl Talk alum from our second cohort of college ambassadors. She is a social work graduate, and she's about to enter into her master's of social work. And we can't wait to dive into this conversation with her, through her stories, her experiences all over the world, and her perspective on human dignity. So welcome, Victoria. Thank you so much, Julie and Shannon, for having me here. I'm so happy to be with you both. Yay! We're excited to have you. (laughs) So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, of course. Um, So as they mentioned, my name is Victoria, and I was a campus ambassador for Girl Talk my junior year at Catholic University. And I'm from Yardley, Pennsylvania, which um, at Catholic, many people would refer to as like right outside of of (laughs) Philadelphia. Everybody is from right outside of Philadelphia. Like where is anybody else from? Yes, right outside of Philadelphia. You know what? Right outside of Philly is great. Yes, actually, Julie and I went to the same high school. We weren't there at the same time, but we both ran cross country. Had the same coach. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We got to get him on the podcast one day. (laughs) Yes, seriously. (laughs) And so shortly after I graduated in 2019 um, with my degree in social work, I actually embarked on a year of service in Guayaquil, Ecuador. Um, And I was there serving until the middle of March when I had to come home, unfortunately, because of because of COVID. Um, It was it was supposed to go until August. So got cut like four months short, but I've been able to practice a lot of self-care since being home in Pennsylvania with with my two brothers and my parents and walking my dog, running a lot and seeing seeing some friends from home. So trying to find the the joy in in being home. Yeah, well welcome home. It's good to have you back. Thank you. <laughs> Seriously. And we're so excited again to have you here with us and um, just to hear those experiences of you. So um, thinking back to your experience with Girl Talk, can you share some of your experiences with us? What are your favorite memories? Any key takeaways that you have? Yes. As, as Shannon had mentioned earlier when talking about human dignity, I think that Girl Talk was also a big source for me of having those open conversations about about human dignity in a way that I haven't really had before. Um, and Girl Talk was, it's been such a transformative um, experience in my growth and identity and recognizing my own worth. And I've always been like really big on empowering others to find their own worth. But that's Girl Talk helped me realize that that's been something that I've been uh, not working too hard on in myself and finding my own worth in like truly loving myself and through a lot of different uh, coffee houses and conversations and workshops that we had with Girl Talk was able to learn how to learn more about myself and to love myself more. And I think that that being able to love myself helps me to figure out how to love others better. And one of my favorite Girl Talk memories was from our retreat, which we went on early in in the year of me being a campus ambassador with all of the other ambassadors, Julie <laughs> Shannon and um, with Kiana and Aubrey. And so we we had, that was when I was introduced to my inspiration, Brene Brown's Vulnerability <laughs> Talk, TED Talk. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. 
And I think that 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 retreat was a really pivotal like few days for for the bond of all of us ambassadors and staff. And one of the best memories from that retreat was when we were doing a photo shoot and to try and decided to try and create a human pyramid. Um, <laughs> and it was really funny because people were falling off the top, but you know we tried. So there was a lot of laughs and wonderful memories to come out of my experience that year and. And even after within the whole Girl Talk community, I'm so grateful to be a part of this community that empowers women. We can do uh, we can do human pyramids. I mean, we can, we can do human dignity. We just can't do human pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Right. Well, hey, fun fact about me and Victoria: we're basically twins. Oh, really? <laughs> Why is that? Not only are we only beautiful. we i'm trying to think what else we do that is 20 but we do 20 things and one of the most important 20 things (laughs) is we both did service in ecuador granted victoria did service for a much longer time than i did but we served with the same place the same town same house wow it's pretty cool but anyways I feel like I haven't even had the full chance to chat with you about what that was like. So I was hoping, you know, maybe you could share a little bit with us. Like, what was it like to do your service in Ecuador? Like, what did you encounter? Who did you talk to? Like, what was it like to love on that community and experience all of them? Thank you, Shannon. Yes, it's very special to share such a wonderful place with with you, Shannon, and to know that you you understand some of, of what it's like and have met a lot of the people in Ecuador. So the, commun- the, I, the program that I was a volunteer with is called Rostro de Cristo, which means face of Christ. And I was living for almost a year in an impoverished invasion community, which is underdeveloped, and it's called Monte Sinai, um, which means Mount Sinai. Mm-hmm. And while I was there, I had the opportunity to build many beautiful relationships with with our Ecuadorian neighbors who lived on our street and around the entire community and had so many wonderful encounters that brought joy to my life, especially with there were a lot of young kids who live who lived on our street. And so anytime myself or any of my community mates would walk out on our street the kids would come sprinting up to us and like (laughs) run into our arms and like shout your name and just be so happy to see you. And every day that was like one of the highlights was running into running into the children on our street and seeing how much like love they had for us. Um, And every Monday evening we would, we would actually color outside with, with those kids on our street. And that was always a highlight of the week because everybody was just so grateful to to be together and to to share in in the small act of just coloring with one another so that was really special memory and uh, another encounter that is really close to my heart is with one of my neighbors Gloria who she's a middle-aged woman who lives in a she lived in a cane home which the wood was rotting and so she was in desperate need of like getting this home refurbished and she is just like one of a woman with one of the strongest faiths I've ever encountered her leg was amputated because of a complication with her diabetes and she lives with 
her son, Raulito, who is 25 and has Down syndrome. It's just the two of them who live together. And she's spoken to me a lot about their situation and at times how like difficult it is. And she says like, this is a really sad, sad case I have. But then we sit together and she tells me about the strength of her faith and how she gets through each day because of how strong her faith is and how she's carrying her own cross just as Jesus carried his. And each time I left their house, I just felt this gratitude, joy, and love for Gloria and Raulito that it's just so strong. I like always think of them anytime I'm going through a difficult time. And I just think of like, have a faith similar to Gloria and like you can get through this. So those are just a few people who I encountered in Ecuador. And there's so many other wonderful people and experiences that I had and was able to learn a lot of like really important lessons about like how to be patient with myself, with others and with God. And I think one of the most important lessons that I want to share with others is that no matter what race we are, language we speak, socioeconomic status we have, and on, we are all human beings and no one deserves to be treated with any less dignity and respect. Girl, that is beautiful. Oh my gosh. It sounds like you just had one of the most incredible experiences there. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. And, and listening to you talk, I feel like I'm transported there. I feel like I'm sitting in the living room with Gloria and Relito and like listening to you and, and seeing you probably just hold Gloria's hand and, and sit on the couch with her and just be present with her, you know? And it's, I've been thinking a lot about that lately. You know, we, you know, we're on the move and we want to, we want to get things done. And, mm-hmm. and if, if people are, you know, struggling or suffering, whether it's us or people in our lives or, you know, in our peripheries, it's, sometimes we don't know what to do, right? It's like, mm-hmm. how do we solve this for them or fix something? And the the way you described, you know, the people you met in Ecuador, it just sounds like you were able to just be and be present with them and give them the gift of yourself. And they were giving them, giving you the gift of themselves. And that just sounds incredibly beautiful. Absolutely, Julie. That's a lot of what, what we focused on. And part of the mission of Rostro is, is to focus more so on being than doing. And so it was really special to not always be in a rush and have to get to the next big thing, but to say, okay, you know, I'm going to take an extra 20 minutes and sit here with Gloria and really just hear about how she's doing, even if I do have to get to work, like that can wait. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And how different that is for us in our everyday life. Mm -hmm. Right. Beautiful, beautiful. And you were you were talking about yeah, seeing Gloria, seeing Relito, and and the different people that you met. What would you say that this experience there, or even some of your experiences with social work, taught you about every single person's dignity? I think something that I learned in social work is that one of the core values is to respect the dignity and worth of every person, and also one of Rostro's pillars is solidarity. And I think that the both of those, along with um, many other important values, have been like a foundation in, in the way that I live my life. And I think that like part of the reason I wanted to be a volunteer was because I, I saw how those experiences being immersed in a different culture and being able to have those conversations and sit down with people and really just 
be present and be human with them related to what I'm looking for as a social worker. Hmm. And I think that both of those experiences have been really crucial in respecting like the dignity and worth of every person. And I think that's a part of like what my call is, is to really just have those those encounters where I am seeing everyone for who they are and meeting each person where they are. And my faith has been a really strong aspect of, of my life. And I do believe that we're all children of God and deserve deserve to be treated equally. And for that, I just continue to go out living my life as a, as a social worker, as a volunteer, as a, as a person where I see the, the dignity and worth in every person and, and really try and relate to people. And that's why I, yeah, I volunteered because I like to immerse myself in different cultures and um, understand uh, another way of living that's also like a part of the, the human way of living but a different culture than, than what I've been used to. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You said as a, as a social worker, as a volunteer, <laughs> as a person, right. As, as you, Victoria, as an individual person, you, mm-hmm. you want to live this sense of solidarity and seeing everyone where they are. I just, I just love that. And when you were talking about solidarity, it, it reminded me so much of girl talk and, mm-hmm. you know, how that kind of emerged as just a, such an important piece of our, of our organization and, and our mission was that, you know, we're sitting with, with all these girls too, right? And we're saying mm-hmm. to each other, we hear you. We understand you exactly where you are. Um, and, and we're going to grow with you together. And, and it just sounds like you have, you have carried this torch in so many different aspects of your life. And, and it's really beautiful to, to hear about that. Thank you, Julie. You know, hearing you talk, I'm like, wow, Julie and I are interviewing the future mother, Teresa. On our- <laughs> no. No. And we had her first, people. <laughs> I give a lot of credit to you, to you both. <laughs> she built the human pyramid with us. Just kidding, just kidding. No, I, it's just awesome hearing you reflect and it's, it's just really cool. And I know I'm just like putting myself in your shoes and also just reflecting back on it. And I just wanted to know, like, there's so much beauty when doing service and there's so much beauty in that little town in Guayaquil. And it's a gorgeous place filled with awesome humans, but there's also a lot of horrific events Mm. with, you know, even just reflecting on, Gloria and Relito, like they're just one story, right? Mm-hmm. Among a whole community. And I was just wondering, you know, how has that affected you personally? And, you know, those attacks on human dignity, like how have you processed that? Mm. That's a really difficult question. And I think that was one of the biggest challenges that. I experienced, I witnessed in, in Ecuador was seeing so many of the injustices that all of our neighbors face. And there's a lot of different ones, whether it is the healthcare system and people not being able to have appointments or fearing that if they, they go to the hospital, they won't come out or the, the education system. And there's just a lot of different, a lot of different aspects of injustices that we became aware of in Ecuador that were really heartbreaking to see how many of our neighbors were being affected by a lot of different, 
a lot of different injustices and but to also see their their faiths and how they live they always live day by day and i think that that's something that especially during quarantine with covid so many people throughout the entire world we've all been able to connect on the fact that like i think now more than ever it's been so important to live day by day because whether you're you're stuck inside because you have to be quarantined and not infect other people with COVID or um, whether you're out on the front line and are working in the hospitals or other places and you're working to keep our human race safe. I think that we've all been able to really relate during this time and to really just go day by day and pray that, that we're going to get through this together and as a human, as a human race, like respecting one another and working just like the human pyramid, we all have to work together um, to, to reach mm-hmm. our common goals. And yeah, it's, it, it definitely was difficult to, to see a lot of the struggles that, that our neighbors faced. But I think that's something that I've been reflecting a lot on recently, being back in the States, is how I think I had been unaware before I left for Ecuador to so many of the injustices that we also are, we also have in this country. And I think that it was important for me to have that experience in Ecuador and see um, injustices that they've witnessed, but also to now bring, bring back those experiences and see like, what can I do in my own backyard, in my community here? How can I make a difference in, ending racism and how can I speak out for those who who have experienced racism, sexism, like all these different um, issues that we have in our country and how can I be a voice and give people voices who feel that they don't have, that they've lost sight of their own voices. That's a big part of my goal as a social worker is to to empower others to to find their worth and to be able to speak out and fight against the, all of these injustices and fight for for justice and empower others as well. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I love that you're saying that, you know, the experiences of Ecuador, you know, you brought that home and you're looking in your backyard and, and seeing, seeing a lot of things here in this country that need, need to be addressed. And it sounds like you really are coming at it with a really good, deep, and just tough perspective in the sense that there are hard things going on and you're not blind to that in any way, but just approaching it from such a beautiful sense of the dignity of each person. Mm -hmm. So Victoria, what would you say then, you know, seeing what's going on in our country or, you know, coming back with these different experiences in your experience, what would you say, how would you say that the color of our skin relates to our dignity? I think that it's important to voice that no matter what what your skin color is, that you have just as much dignity and worth as as anyone else. And God brought me into this world as as a black woman, and or a black little girl. And um, I've been raised with with my black parents and in the color of our skin to to see the beauty in in my skin color and in our culture and. Yeah, we all arrive in this world in the same way, um, and none of us get to choose what race we will be born into. We're brought into the world that way, and I believe that God brought me into the the world as a black person for a reason, 
and mm-hmm. I want to honor that gift mm-hmm. of of life and who I am and to continue to learn more about my identity as a black person and the black history and culture because I do believe that there is beauty in it and I believe that there's beauty in every single skin color and race and I think that we all need to continue to see that no matter what your race is like you are beautiful can you come and give the next girl talk coffee house please (laughs) sure (laughs) I don't know just even hearing you say that I'm just thinking to myself like gosh and like how much do we need Victoria Turner you know Mm. what I mean like yeah we just need you exactly as you are with all of your experiences and you know thank god god made you the way that you are (laughs) I don't know it just hearing you talk it's just really hitting me that like we needed you when you were in girl talk we need you here today Ecuador needed you University of Michigan needs you in their science (laughs) work program like and they need you as you with all like the beauty and hurt that you come with you know Mm -hmm. but obviously the beauty of who you are comes with the brokenness of who you are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, would you be comfortable, you know, sharing any personal moments in which you encountered a lack of human dignity as Victoria, whether it was for yourself or something you saw within your family your friends or just experiences around this world? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Shannon. I think it was important also what you had just said about like, being being you being that um you're like we need you as like my authentic self and I think that um it's important for more authenticity in this world but yes with regards to to this question uh I believe that as as a woman I think I've experienced uh, a lack of human dignity in in a on a few different instances with regards to catcalling being catcalled and um, occasionally being followed by by men when I've been, whether it's been um, somewhere in the U.S. or in another country that I've either visited or lived in, there have been some moments where I have just felt like I've been really disrespected by by men. And one specific occasion was while I was studying abroad in, and I, uh, two of my female friends and I, we visited Morocco for the weekend. And while, while we were there, um, we hadn't realized how different our cultures are, our culture is from theirs and that women don't really go out on their own without a male companion, especially not after dark. It was maybe like 7 PM and had just gotten dark and we had just finished eating dinner one day and we were walking back to our Airbnb. I had noticed that we were being followed by two or three men. Um, at first in like a pretty busy area, like on the boardwalk of a beach. And then once I realized they followed, followed us off the beach, I led my two friends and I into a, into a random shoe store and we seek shelter in there until, until they were gone. And that was a bit of like a scary moment where I just didn't know what was, what was going to happen. Um, and I'm grateful that we got out of it, but it just, when I think about stories like that, it just makes me sad to, to think that we, that this happens so commonly to, to women, but also that all the other different ways in which people have to, um, are feel fearful for, for their lives and 
um, whether it be racism or sexism, a bunch of different aspects in which um, sometimes you just have to be extra, extra aware. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and like you said, it was just a, it's a different experience. You're with your friends and this, something like this could happen at any, at any time Mm -hmm. in any situation. Um, And I'm glad you guys are okay. (laughs) What, how about the flip side of that, Victoria? I mean, it sounds like, and you mentioned a a few instances where you experienced that lack of human dignity, Mm -hmm. where clearly those men following you weren't focusing on you as this beautiful daughter of God, this woman worthy of respect, this person worthy of respect. How about the flip side? Um, Where have you experienced moments of beautiful, authentic, human dignity just for yourself and and your family, your friends. Mm -hmm. One of the most special moments, which happened a few months, it happened in in November while I was volunteering in Ecuador, our in-country director, Manny, he's from Puerto Rico and he, but he, he's been living in Ecuador for these past few years. And on our three month retreat, we were in Quito, which is the capital of Ecuador and we had a, a one-on-one just to catch up and like for him to hear about how I've been doing for the past three months in Ecuador. Hmm. During our conversation, he decided to challenge me about like my race and going deeper into who, like into me doing research on who I am as as a black person and understanding more of like the black history and culture. And hmm. he did he went about it in a really like beautiful way where I hadn't, I, I needed somebody to tell me that like I, he, cause he has done his own research on the culture and history of blacks. But he said, I could sit here and tell you everything. I want you to discover this for yourself because he's like, I see you, you're black and you're beautiful. He's like, your people have a really beautiful, like your people are beautiful. And I want you to see that for yourself in that conversation was something that really stuck with me for for months and it still sticks with me now. And I just recently had a conversation with him about that conversation we had had um, with all that's been going on recently and how he really struck something in me. And since I've been home in mid-March, I've been like reading a lot of books that have been by Black authors about different parts of of like the black history and culture and just really taking the time to educate myself and having conversations with, with my family, also with, with a lot of different friends. And I just feel that conversation that I had had with, with Manny all those months ago was something where he really saw the human dignity in myself Mm -hmm. in a way that I hadn't even been fully aware, or I think I had closed off that aspect of like, truly accepting who I am as a black person. And he helped me to, to see that and to go, to go seek it for myself. So I think that's like one of the most powerful experiences I've ever had of, of human dignity and someone telling me that like, I see you and you are beautiful. And I want you to see that for yourself. Gosh, so good. So, so good. I love that so much. And that's so, so very girl talk there too, right? This Manny saw you for you mm-hmm. and, and saw your human dignity, your inherent worth. And I just love it that he, he said to you, Victoria, I think you're beautiful. I see you for you and who you are. 
And, and that experience of, of that authentic affirmation gave you the opportunity to then begin really to recognize that in yourself and, and begin and, you know, continue that journey of, of understanding your own value and worth. I just, I think that's such a neat experience and so cool for us to think about as we talk to so many people in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. How are we treating our friends, our roommates, our significant others, the, the, the little girls we know, the little boys we know, you know, the, the people in our lives, how, what role are we playing in helping them to understand their worth, you know, and we can be that person just like Manny was for you. Absolutely. I feel like we all need a Manny. (laughs) (laughs) Or a man. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. You're strong and a woman. No, I love it. Oh, yeah. I do think we all need a Manny. Like, I think that we... It, very similar to Julie saying we should be that for our friends, but it's amazing what we're capable of when we have a hype person that not only sees us for our actions, but sees us for our hearts mm-hmm. you know? and, you know, what we're actually truly capable of bringing to this earth. You know, um, I also love that, like, you're doing so much still like you're like, your work doesn't stop. Like, yes, your service ended, but you know, you're coming back to this country and you're adjusting and you're still, you know, trying to be a little advocate for justice, which I think is so cool. So what advice would you have for others who are, you know, trying to navigate this current world that we're living in and who are seeking that peace and seeking racial understanding or, just forgiveness or reconciliation. I think it's important not to not to be silent or or complacent. As I had mentioned about some things that I've been doing or as I did with in that conversation with Manny, I listen a lot. A lot of other voices of people have had different experiences and I try to educate myself. I also have been reading a lot of different books, articles, and watching watching some informative documentaries. And then I think it's really important to have those uncomfortable conversations with with family and friends and to to challenge people when you see that that it's not some that there's room for growth and also to challenge yourself to recognize your biases and to work towards being more open and and understanding of the perspectives of others and looking, it's important to look deep inside yourself to first take that time to love yourself better. And then from there, you can go out and love others. Mm-hmm. So true. I, I think that's so powerful. And I love what you're saying too. If you were challenging, we challenge ourselves and also love ourselves, right? And mm-hmm. and like we're, you were saying earlier, as we started this conversation, you know, that's so important that we do have to understand our own worth and then we can share that, you know, with others and help others to see that as well. And it's it's tricky. I think it's super tricky, especially when we're, you know, dealing with so many misunderstandings, you know, especially with race, especially with color. And it, it's so easy to to say, well, this is this is my life and this is where I understand the world and this is where I'm comfortable. But to to truly have like to go really deep and say, I am loved and worthy. At, at the lowest common denominator, I'm worthy and loved because I am a human being, because I'm a child of God. And, and then to look at another 
whoever that is next to me and say, you are loved and worthy because you are a child of God. Mm. And, and I think if we can, when can see each other in that moment with all the beauty and diversity of experiences of color of life in the people around us, I think that's, that's going to be a really crucial telling moment in our world. Mm-hmm. Something else, uh, just thinking about this conversation and, and so many thoughts weaving in and out. I'm, I'm writing down so many notes <laughs> and getting so inspired by you. And something that keeps coming back uh, to mind is that um, this phrase that you shared back, back during your year with Girl Talk. And I know, Victoria, it was a conversation that we had quite a bit, actually, and really stood out to me with you in particular, we, we kind of grappled with this idea and you fought for this message that every person has a story worth sharing. So can you tell us a little bit about that and kind of unpack that for everyone listening? Yes, of course. So that quote, I think it took me a while to, to really understand and believe that that's true. Mm-hmm. I can remember back, back in middle school, we had this event at my middle school where some of my classmates were opening up and, and telling stories about loss of family members or their parents getting divorced or like other really difficult events that they've, they've experienced in, in their lives. And I remember thinking to myself, well, my story must not be significant because I've never experienced anything like that before. And Mm -hmm. That's like a very difficult thing because obviously you don't wish for any of those really hard things to happen to yourself, but also looking at my life and thinking, well, what I, I still don't feel like my life has been like, I mean, not perfect. Like I'm not striving to live a perfect life because I don't think that perfect life exists, but just to like feel that fullness. And I thought to myself that I, I didn't have that story because I haven't experienced those like really difficult moments in my life. And it took me a while and through most of high school to really recognize that I face my own challenges. And um, those challenges are, they're significant to me and to my story. story, And that that doesn't make them any less significant than anyone, any other person's story. And I think that it's through storytelling when we recognize that, that someone else that we may have thought was perfect has also been facing their own struggles and their own insecurities or, or heartache. Um, so I think that storytelling is really important because it, it really makes us aware that we are not alone in our struggles and that there are others who can relate and who have stories similar or different that are unique to them. And it was evident from the coffee houses that myself and the other campus ambassadors held where the effect of telling our stories first, it had an effect on the community of women who who were in attendance of our events and how after we spoke, many of the, the attendees then felt comfortable opening up and sharing parts of their own stories. And I think that that just goes to show the importance of Girl Talk and that the coffee house community and being able to share our stories so then others feel like they have a safe place to know that people are listening and that they can also share their own stories and that there's somewhere someone out there who is in some way affected by that story. So I think it's important that we continue to to tell our stories and to listen to the stories of others and 
empower others to also share their stories with everyone because everybody does have one. It's a part of our, it's a part of our dignity and worth. Yeah. I'm just thinking about your experience with Girl Talk and knowing what it's like when you're sharing that story and you're seeing these girls' faces in the audience or not audience, but <laughs> on the floor, on their pillows, <laughs> surrounded by people. <laughs> but, um, and what that feels like as a speaker and what that feels is just like another woman sharing and, you know, seeing the faces of women shaking their head and understanding or shaking their head and like, disbelief that that actually happened or this is part of your story mm-hmm. and I'm also thinking about you know your service like you roaster to Christro like what that means like face of Christ and those little boys who ran up to you wanting to color and the little girls <laughs> who ran up to you wanting to color <laughs> so I'm wondering like what role do you find service has in appreciating those faces of Christ or to be that child of God Service has always been a very important aspect of of my life, and I feel that as a Christian, I I follow the teachings of Jesus, and that Jesus calls us to live compassionate lives in in service of others. I think that service is such an important aspect of of our lives to be able to not only serve others, but more importantly, to, to be with others and to recognize our shared humanity. And that could be whether like serving in a, in a nursing home or at a soup kitchen and having a conversation with, with, with someone who's there and just seeing your, your shared humanity and hearing about their story because they also have their own story that is significant to, to them and shows that they matter. So I think that service really opens up the door to see, to hear other people's stories and to be able to um, like walk with one another compassionately and uh, recognize that we are all children of God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I like what you're saying about just walking with one another. And you said earlier, even as a person, you know, even if we don't have the opportunity to be in a nursing home or do you do a year of service, right? Mm -hmm. Each one of us in our own lives, can walk. We can walk with with each other with that compassion and love. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay. So, Victoria, you know, you know that at Girl Talk we love our quotes, <laughs> and we're always, you know, finding inspiring things. And Shannon teases me because I'll give her twenty million quotes, but <laughs> she knows that she loves her quotes too, and I very much learned and love them. Do you remember, um, like, the last day of your Girl Talk year? we like did paper plate awards for each other. Mm-hmm. And Emma, <laughs> Do not say this. I'm going to be so yeah. mad if you say oh. this. Emma wrote one for Julie. <laughs> it was like, most likely to have live, laugh, love. <laughs> yes. and, and like actually means it. Like, uh, like, that's uh, incredible. Like, <laughs> lives by quotes she is a quote she is a (laughs) doesn't even know it oh hey i support it i love quotes thank you thank you victoria this is why we love you i would love to think that i have matured in the past few years and i have graduated from live love laugh so speaking of which charge people like five cents per quote (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Speaking of which, Victoria, maybe you can uh, impart some of your wisdom. Do you have any any quotes that stand out to you during this time of ways that we can better learn to love each other? Yes, of course. I'll spare you all with a Brene Brown quote. Um, leave that for another time. But <laughs> I have a few other. Bring her back another time. We yes, love her. <laughs> love her. Um, but I have a few other quotes that I would like to share. Yeah. One is one of my all-time favorites is from Les Miserables, the the play, and it's to love another person is to see the face of God. And then uh, another quote that I recently read when while I was reading the book Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson was each of us is more than the worst thing we've ever done. Wow. Wow. Super powerful. Lastly, I'll leave you all with a biblical quote from John 13, 34. And it says, as I have loved you, love one another. Mic drop. <laughs> Seriously. She did it, ladies and gentlemen. She conquered the podcast world. <laughs> I mean, that's it, right? Everything you just said, to love another person is to see the face of God. We're more than the worst thing we've ever done. As I have loved you, love one another. Like, you are truly, Victoria, getting at the heart of it. Like, this is the heart of human dignity, right? How do I know my inherent worth and value the way God looks at me, right? And that's, we don't always look at each other in that way. And it's very hard to do sometimes because we're all flawed human beings. But I, it sounds like we are more than the worst thing we've ever done. And, and what a beautiful perspective you've given us today. Thank you so much for having me on, Julie and Shannon. It's yeah, been a pleasure. thank you. Your, this ah. conversation was just awesome. And I love that you brought your professional experiences with social work and your service heart from Ecuador and just your overall beautiful soul to this conversation. And I don't know, I just, I love your story. And I love that you find different ways to celebrate human dignity, and especially by listening to stories and by sharing your own. I think that's so important. Thank you. I agree. (laughs) And thank you so much for coming on with us. This was such a treat. We can't wait to see you again. Hopefully (laughs) see you in person soon. We'd love that. Yes. (laughs) And thank you so much, all of you listening today as we uh, took this deep dive into the dignity of every person. And we just want you to remember that each of you have a story worth sharing as Victoria shared and that each of us matters. So feel free. We'd love for you to comment on our podcast episode today, uh, wherever you're listening to it. To learn more about Girl Talk, you can visit our website at ourgirltalk.org. And while you're there, feel free to check out the Coffeehouse community. It's a place for you to build this community, have deeper conversations, and grow personally and professionally as well. Um, You can follow us on our Instagram at ourgirltalk. And then if you have topics, suggestions, thoughts on any of our podcast episodes, feel free to email us at info at ourgirltalk.org. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening. And thank you, Victoria, for all the advice. And hopefully we can apply some of that to our lives this week. And may we listen and learn and pray and share and hopefully share our stories along the way. (laughs) And remember... Live, I mean, no, just kidding, not that one. We hope you always remember (laughs) you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. Love, girl talk.